Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hit the Sticks podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Dave Doherty. Um, Today's uh, podcast, you know, something new, exciting. Hopefully it's something you like. Uh, Again, video games and movies. So if you're in the right place, word. If not, uh, I hope you stay. (laughs) Uh, On today's podcast, um, we might be a little bit shorter, might be a little bit longer. I'm not totally sure, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So we're covering uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, uh, Battle Royales in general, uh, podcasts, podcasts themselves, which is going to be great. Dune, Dune Part 2, kind of some of the, uh, a general topic. Um, some best game features, you know, and then a couple of movies. I know I just mentioned Dune, but, uh, we're going to be covering, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, Morbius, uh, the Sony Spider-Man universe as a whole, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, um, yeah, we'll see, uh, let's get into it here, guys. I'm excited for this one. Uh, this one's, uh, you know, I'm very excited. Basically, uh, let's start with Vanguard, you know, so it's been out for uh, a day or two here, um, and <laughs> the initial reviews are not coming back pretty well. I think we kind of knew this was going to happen. Um, we knew it wasn't really a game that we wanted. Um, the setting has just been completely overused, the World War II era um, we've had a lot of World at War games. You know, we had Call of Duty's like one through three were all World at War games. Uh, then we had, you know, Call of Duty World at War. Um, and then we had Call of Duty World War Two, And now we have Vanguard. So the era has been covered. And it's, you know, I think the well is pretty dry at this point. Especially the Call of Duty... Um, title itself, like Call of Duty the last couple of years has just not been, I mean, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, um, uh, Modern Warfare 2019, Cold War, oh, skill-based matchmaking, man, it's, it's just, it's not working, but they keep trying to implement it because I think it's a part of the new engine, and it's just not, it's not working because people who wants to get onto a game and sweat for like an hour and a half and say, eh, you know, I'm done. Like, think about if you have like three good games, you have like three good games and now you're playing against like basic streamers who, who play the game six hours a day. So it's like, you don't even get a chance. And if you're not playing your best, then you're, you, you can't even, you know, you can't relax and play these games anymore. You know, personally, I played Cold War the other day with a couple of my friends, and I I got through maybe like three games, and was just ugh. I didn't even buy Vanguard because I just I get so so take my opinion as it will. Uh, I I haven't bought Vanguard, but it's just you know it's that kind of game where it's it's not worth buying. It's not worth dropping sixty seventy, you know. I think the starting price is 60. 
60 70 for the Series X version, and then they're having it for a, like a $100, you know, gold edition. And it's you're not even getting anything special with that stuff. You know, you're getting cosmetics, but like, again, that doesn't do anything for you, so you're just spending an extra couple of bucks for the season pass and some cosmetics. But, so, I mean, Vanguard has been off to a rough start. Uh, Treyarch helped with the zombies um, creation, and that's very noticeable because it plays exactly like Cold War zombies, and, or the aesthetic is very similar. Um, and it just doesn't, it, it doesn't work, you know, compared to the old zombies, compared to Black Ops 1, 2, and 3, and World of War, um, it just doesn't work. It's too far familiar. They've, they've dumbed it down for the average player to get the average player into it, that it's, you know, all of the old players, all of, like, the, the core fan base for it, they completely killed it off. You know, if you look at the mainstream, the mainstream YouTubers, like, uh, Mr. Dalek JD and, you know, Mr. Raffle Waffles, shout out, love them, um, you know, they, they have no content because there's, you know, they didn't even bother putting in a main Easter egg for this one. It's like, what are you doing? They said they're going to bring it out in season one, but like, and I understand you want to wait till, uh, you want to wait until everybody gets their hands on the game, but like, the, the, what's the point? You know, it's, that's not, that's not the fun. The fun is, is, you know, having something hard to do. So when you do get your hands on it, like, then you have to get your like best players, you know, that was always the best part in the back, in the last you know, back in the childhood, you'd get like three of your friends and hope that you were good enough to get the, the Easter egg done before the rounds got too high. Um, and you know, you couldn't do it anymore because the zombies were just too strong. But now it's like, um, you know, I think my, Mr. Ruffle Waffles was saying that it's just so easy to, uh, I don't think he said, it. I think this was another YouTuber. Um, but they just said it's so easy to get to these higher rounds that it, they, you know, they got bored after like 40 minutes and turned the game off. Um, and that's really disappointing because it's, you know, it's a good title. It, you know, Call of Duty is a great title. And uh, I think, you know, Warzone was a nice addition, um, but they didn't do anything with it. Um, you know, they, did, they had like three events, but... It wasn't very... They had an event for Cold War. They had an event for Vanguard. And... Uh, that was it. Like... There might... There was a... There was a couple zombie events. But... It just... You know... The the, the title is... Is fading. And, and it's really sad to see... It slowly die off. And like... That's it, kind of been happening with a lot of the titles lately. Um, you know... Assassin's Creed. They... they didn't really, I mean, Valhalla was iffy, they're, they're changing to more of an RPG style, which, like, for most people is okay, but, like, you know, for the, again, for the diehard fans who've been there since the beginning, or close to the beginning, um, you know, the, the change of play style is so drastic that it's, it's hard to adjust, and they've been doing it over slowly over the last couple of games. Like they had Origins and then Odyssey and then this one. But it's like, eh. 
eh, it's it, it is what it is. Um, I hope to see some some. Uh, uh, I don't know. The 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 industry is struggling with crunches and not so much a loss of passion. I think there's definitely people who who are in the industry that want to create these amazing games and they're amazing games like don't don't get me wrong like these games are thought out and you know the tools that they've put into them are are great like Valhalla launched and and I was blown away with the sheer size of the game like it was it was incredibly large um and the amount of stuff in there to do is huge and it's fantastic so don't get me wrong like I loved Valhalla I, I sunk 120 hours into that game um and I actually just re-downloaded it to play through it again, probably. So I, I love the game, but uh, I just, I hope they, you know, find ways to revitalize the, the title a little bit. Um, because it, it, what they've been doing, it, I, I found that they're doing a lot of um, just skin changes, you know. So Assassin's Creed is all about the setting, and they, they change the setting. But, you know, Call of Duty is the same core functions, but they're just reskinning it. You know, like you've got like the, you know, nothing feels original. It's just all a different era or a different setting or something, you know, a different time period, which is just upsetting because it's, I feel like they could be doing more, but they're not. And, you know, I'm going to lead into uh, Battle Royales now. So, you know, I talked about Warzone a little bit. Um... Uh, war zones are kind of going, uh, they're kind of going off to the side here. Um, you know, Battlefield tried it, uh, it, it didn't really work, you know, with Fireteam, or what was it called, Fire, let me look this up here, Battlefield, uh, they did, they did like a, a one, they tried competing with uh it was firestorm right yeah it was um they so it was just it wasn't popular and look what they did they completely scratched the idea for 2042 which i think is fantastic you know it's like don't follow something that isn't working and i think what again with call of duty i think they're gonna just try and take warzone and just squeeze it until there's literally nothing left that they can do. They're bringing in a new map when apparently, you know, I think next month we're supposed to be getting a new map for for Warzone, but I don't think that's going to be enough to change, you know, to change up the game. Like they brought in the the a new map for for uh Cold War and it's the exact same map. It's the same, you know, Verdansk map but just, you know, 40 years in the past. But then they they came out and said this one will be new, and it'll be a different location. But you know, I, I I am willing to put money on it that a lot of the same features will be in it. You know, a lot of the same buildings. Um, you know, the guns will probably be the same. They'll probably implement Vanguard guns into it, which won't work because they'll be they'll be like broken or beefed. Um, making new. Making new players come and think, like, oh, Vanguard's the way to go, and then, 
you know, they'll buy Vanguard and realize that they just wasted 60 bucks. <sighs> I don't know. That's the pessimistic side. I, I, I like to think that, the, you know, they know what they're doing and they'll, 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 they'll do something about it. Um, Fortnite hasn't really done anything. Uh, they brought in Among Us and they, uh, somebody made a squid game, game mode. And it was sick. Uh, I've played it a couple times. It, it's very fun. There was like red light, green light, and then the glass like um, double thing. Um, and it was, you know, it's really fun. Um, what else? Apex. Apex hasn't done much. I think they they Apex is on the ball, man. They they have a couple maps. They have, um, you know. They've been updating the game with new player, with new, like, operators, new, uh, they're, they're just on the ball, and they're, they're at the forefront of the Battle Royale, but again, like, I don't think it's gonna continue. I, I think Apex will slowly die off, I think Warzone will become less popular, just because it's like, you know, people get tired of games, and I, I, the thing is, it's like, the better the game looks, and, like, the more detailed the game is, the more people are going to critique it with, like, not being, you know, good. Because, like, as soon as the quality is good, then they start looking like, oh, the story kind of sucks. Or, like, you know... If you can hear the alarms... That's great. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but... Uh, I, I'm I'm living across from a, a fire station. It's, it's nonstop. But uh, yeah. So I mean, my question to the community is: How could they change the formula for battle royales to keep them fresh? Do you think they need to do that, or do you think um, you know, it is what it is, and it's just like a fad? Um. Also, there's been a bunch of rumors for a Halo battle royale. Um. You know, Halo Infinite is dropping literally in a month from, you know, today, uh, November 11th, or pff, November 8th. Um, the game will drop December 8th, um, and there's been a lot of rumors that it, it could be a part of the game. It would make sense because the game was in year five of its development, I think year six, actually. Um... Year six of its development when Warzone dropped, uh, you know, when Battle Royales were in the heat. So it would make sense that they developed their own BR, whether they release, whether they release it or not is up to them. I don't think the game needs it, but I think it would be great to have. Um, it would be fun uh, while it lasted, but again, like, I think the core game would be great. Um, they've put a ton of effort into the campaign. I can already tell. They they released like a, a six minute trailer for the campaign, like gameplay trailer, and it was huge. Like I can already tell this game's going to be huge. And you know, they'll have Forge, they'll have multiplayer, they'll have campaign. Um, the, the game's going to be definitely going to steal the show this year. I, I I'm very excited for it, and I think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think it needs a, ba a BR to, you know, succeed. So we'll wait and see. If they have one, it'll be cool. If not, not the end of the world.
Um, I think I'm going to skip over the podcast thing. I was just going to talk about, like, because I was thinking about it, and I just kind of wanted to rant about my own thoughts. And I was just thinking, like, our po- and I was thinking about Battle Royales as being a fad. Do you think podcasts will be a fad, too? Do you think they're going to stick around? Like, is it a... Is it a mainstream form of media? Do you think people like listening to stuff or would they rather like audiobooks? And do you think that's where, you know, audiobooks are going to go? Um, could they rival music and movies? You know, if somebody really got into it, like maybe like a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, that'd be a great idea. That'd be a fantastic idea. Hey, uh, if I come out with a Dungeons and Dragons podcast in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> don't steal my idea, anybody who listens to this. If anybody does listen to this, don't steal my my idea. I will sue you. Just kidding. Not really. Just kidding. Um, let's skip over Dune for now. I'll talk about that in the movie section. Um, uh, best game features. I I, I think. Uh, Matt did a couple of these in his uh, earlier podcasts, um, and I liked the idea, so I'm going to keep it going. Um, I just want to talk about some of my favorite, uh, some of my favorite game features, and some th- some things that I've seen uh, that have actually tried to uh, that have worked, and you know, game features. So I'm going to start with uh, again Halo Infinite. Um, if anybody was able to play the beta, uh, I'm sure they were tweaking their settings and getting them uh, into shape. And my goodness, was there an extensive, you know, list of stuff. Huge, huge. There was video, audio, mouse and keyboard, you know, there was there was a huge amount of, of settings. And I love that in a game. Yes, initially the settings for video games can be like terrifying because like I'm just trying to change the sensitivity of my gun when I'm playing, you know, Call of Duty, whatever. I'm just trying to mess with the sensitivity. But when I get comfortable with the game, I like to make it, you know, my own settings. I like to switch it up and, you know, make the game my own a little bit. So I love when details are you know, changeable, you know, changing the FOV slider. That's been a huge new thing in, in, you know, with the new, uh, generations of consoles. Um, a lot of games on consoles have been able to do FOV sliders, which have been crazy cool. Um, because I didn't even know they existed until, you know, they started messing with it on, uh, on the new generation. So I love extensive settings and, um, I'm glad to see that it's starting to become more of a thing in these newer games because the games can handle these, you know, drastic settings. Um, and it's always a bummer, you know, you get into some of these games and you're like, oh, dude, I really want to be able to do this and this and this. And then you go to the settings and you find you can only change like three things. Like, you know, you go to the audio page and it's like, there's only like master volume, you know, audio volume and background noise or something, you know, you get my point. Like when there's only like so few settings like that, it just kills the mood a little bit, kills the game a little bit. Um, uh, another feature I really like, 
Um, we've seen we saw it a little bit in uh, a couple of games. There was wall running. Um, I think it was most present in um, Mirror's Edge. Uh, there was a bit of wall running in that. Um, if anybody doesn't know, Mirror's Edge is a parkour game from, I don't know, maybe a decade ago, probably 10 years ago. Um, but it was probably older than that. I'm, I'm old. Um, but we saw it in like Black Ops 3, um, you know, Advanced Warfare. We saw it in Infinite Warfare. There was a, there was a bunch of games that have wall running. And it, it was a it was a, a, a small fad, but it was cool because I it changed up the gameplay a little bit and it made it a little bit more, um, you know, you had to have good aim versus just being able to maneuver and you know you had to have spatial awareness and you had to know where everything was. There might have been somebody like running on the wall above you, and you'd never know. Yes, it was a little bit annoying, but I think the feature was cool, and I think if they implemented it a little better, I think they could have done a lot with it that they they you know like i get i said you know reskinning of games like if they just put a little bit more thought into the stuff that worked and the stuff that didn't work like um you know i, I think what companies should do is they definitely need a larger net of fan feedback i don't think i i might be wrong they might be getting a ton of it but like i think personally like the stuff that I value in my video games, I've found that a lot of people around me also value. So, uh, I, I wish, um, you know, they heard it, I guess. Um, portals. Uh, portals have been a huge part of video games ever since Portal. <laughs> um, it was huge. Uh, being able to tr teleport, transport, whatever. Being able to, to move from one space to another relatively quickly. Um, not necessarily, like... Um, what's coming to mind is Splitgate. Splitgate is a, a new game that people have been boasting about for the last couple months. Um, it's like a mix between Portal and Halo. Um... I played it for a while, very fun, very sweaty, because um, there was a lot of good players in there, and I'm a decent player, but nowhere near that skill. But there was people who already knew how to use the, the you know, the portals, they already knew how to move the map, how to, how to, the, it, it, it was crazy. Um, I love it, I love the feature, because I think it's a great way to move around the map in a unique and fast-paced way but i don't think it ruins the game too much especially in splitgate like there was um you can't put your own portal on top of somebody else's so that really forced you to move around the map in ways that could possibly put you in danger but it also um you know allowed you to get into position behind your enemy or something you know i think it was i think portals are a great way um to change up a multiplayer i would love to see like a call of duty with some sort of like teleportation in maps they've done it in like zombies but they haven't done it in multiplayer there, there, there might have been a couple maps but um 
you know, on the large scale, I think that would be sick. If they made, like, a futuristic game, uh, or a semi-futuristic game, and, and, and again, like, it's just a video game, like, they've always, pre like, prized themselves on being, like, ultra-realistic, but they're not even that realistic, like, the early Modern Warfare's, like, they were, they were supposed to be, like, the most realistic, but, like, they were about stopping, like, nuclear holocausts and stuff like that. Nuclear, like, Armageddon. Um, those weren't realistic at all. But, like, I would just love to see a game where, like, they made it, like, a, a, a hardcore shooter. Not hardcore, but, like, like a, a, a really well-done shooter. But with some crazy sci-fi stuff. I think that's why Halo works. Why, um you know what am i thinking of i think that's why halo works there's the new alien fire team game like that works pretty well um it needs more content please put more content out um creators whoever whoever made this game um yeah but like portals i've been talking about it too long uh building in fortnite the 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 function is very unique and it definitely changed up the the way battle the battle royale functions. You know, Fortnite is a very unique game in the battle royale um, community because like you can build in it. It's it, it brings a level of of challenge to the game, which is very uh, it's it's great to see because it's. Um, what am I trying to say here? It changes up the gameplay in a way that nobody else does. It's unique and that's how it stands out. I think that's why it's been able to stay in the fight. You know, it's able to... It, a Fortnite probably made from some random people, you know, is able to stand up against a AAA game like Call of Duty, you know, um, which is nuts. But, like, good for them because they found something that worked. And they stuck with it. And the game is good. You know? To, it, to, in various opinions. When I mean game is good, I mean the functions. The game is decent, but it's Fortnite. <laughs> um, I think this is a pretty good time to uh, move on to movies. Uh, I'm at about the half hour mark here. 26 minutes, roughly. Um... Yeah, let's move on to some movies now. Um, anybody who's gamers, thank you for listening. Like, if you want to keep listening, please feel free. But uh, I'm going to move on to movies now. If that's not your thing, I totally get it. But, uh, yeah. So, Dune. Um, definitely, I'm going to do spoiler-free because I know some people still haven't seen it. Um, great movie. Definitely, uh, definitely is up there uh i'm a huge movie buff huge movie nerd um and i loved it i thought it was sick um i could definitely feel um the aspects that um were pulled you know for anybody who doesn't know dune was a book written um a long time ago um and what happened was um, there was a big, like, kind of 
explosion of sci-fi things in the 80s. Or, you know, it, it, after the book was written, you know. Um, so you saw things like Star Trek and most importantly, Star Wars. Um, so the Star Wars, like, universe, especially the first, the first movie, um, heavily influenced from the Dune universe. So Dune came first, but Star Wars did it better, I would say. Um, Dune is, it's very unrefined. Um, I, I thought there were some aspects of the movie that could have been a little bit different. Um, the, the whole movie, the movie's like two and a half hours and the, the, you know, two hours of it just fly by. Uh, it's amazing. It's all cinematic and very uh, engaging, and um, you, you know you're, you're sucked into the movie. You, it, you literally can't help but be pulled into the movie. Um, you know, and the first two hours definitely fly by, but the last half hour, I think they could have done something a little bit different with it. Maybe moved. A, I haven't read the book, but maybe moved in a direction that was a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, less expositional because there was definitely a lot of like exposition and build up for future installments. Um, but like, that's my most, that's like my number one nitpick. That's about it. You know, the movie looked great. It sounded great. Um, the acting was phenomenal. Uh, you know, the kid, the people who were, who were acting in it, I loved all of them. Um, they, they nailed the cast with, you know, for what they were playing. Um, I love Jason Momoa. Um, Timothy Chalamet, however you say his name, he's pretty good. Um, he's definitely an upcoming star. I'm very happy to see that he's, you know, getting a lot of good roles. And, you know, I hope to see... I, I'm What I'm worried about is what's going to happen is they uh, filmed this movie... Then they're taking a break for, like, a full year. And then they're not going to start the production on the second part until, like, the end of 2022. So, like, I'm wicked nervous about that because some people just aren't able to get back into the roles. Or, you know, something changes or they're, they aren't able to replicate the feeling of the first one. So, like, that's my worry. Like, like... I guess a good example would be the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Like, if you look at the first movie, I think that's probably the best movie. Because, you know, it's so original. Um, the acting is on point. But the problem is, you know, after that movie... Like, I think the first three are amazing. But I think the first one is the best. Um, just because everybody, like... The, the role is original. There was nothing before it to place your judgment on, you know? Um, but because it's a sequel and, and you know, it, they just weren't able to replicate that feeling. I don't know. It's, it's a hard way to explain it, but, um, you know, and then you get to, to, you know, four and five and the feeling is, it, it doesn't feel like Pirates anymore. The original cast is gone. You know, the only person is, like, is Johnny Depp. Um, who, who still, you know, acted his ass off and did his best. I love the guy. I think he's great. Um, 
uh, you know, he was the only one that returned besides, besides a couple supporting characters. Um, but the movie, you could just tell the movie like felt off. Um, and then the fifth one, I won't even get into the fifth one was a complete dumpster fire. (laughs) Um, but like, that's my point. Like, I think the next couple parts, I'm a little worried because if there's too much time in between productions, they're going to like miss, um, you know, they'll, they'll, something will change and it it won't be good. I loved the first part, the, the, you know, this movie that just came out fantastic feeling you know you you leave the movie and you feel empowered somehow i don't know um but you feel good um what i don't i don't know what to expect for the future um so they only covered like the first half of the book but uh and so they have definitely plenty of content for the second movie i've heard they want to make a trilogy um i assume they might you know, pull from the sequel books, but I'm not sure what or how, but I'm excited to see, um, Spider-Man No Way Home just got a new poster, official poster, um, uh, it looks pretty good, looks pretty good, uh, I am a huge, huge Spider-Man fan, um, and I'm, I'm pumped for this movie. I can't wait to see it. I'm worried that um, there's too much going on. And the audience expectation is too high. Um, I, it's, it's because, like, they literally haven't given us anything. And the, mom, the movie comes out in, like, a month. Like, it comes out... December 16th, I think. I think that's the release date. Literally comes out in like a month and a week. And we have one trailer and one poster. I think that's just from the movie industry. Like, they crank out trailers. They they have TV spots. They have trailers. They have posters. And so now we're just, you know, normalized to all of this content before the movie even comes out. Um, I hope... That this movie can actually promote the way that they're doing it because I I like it, but I think what's happening is the audience is expecting too much. Like there's there's um, you know release there's a uh, set leaks and stuff like that. There's pictures of sets and stuff, but it's just it it. I hope it um, you know something changes so people don't expect too much from these people because again they're just people and they're just working and you know they're bringing us joy as much as they can um i'm excited for you know hopefully a sinister six movie i think that's what they're teasing because the poster has doc ock um the green goblin sandman and electro in it the other two villains i think are supposed to be the lizard and, um, I forget who the, maybe Venom, but Venom's like an anti-hero. I forget who the sixth villain is. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you. Um, but I'm excited for this movie. 
I really want it to do well because it's uh, Tom Holland's last like contractual movie in the MCU. So I, there's no way it's going to flop. It's going to be a massive movie. You know, it's going to break records and stuff like that. Especially if they drop a trailer. They've been talking about dropping a trailer with supposedly the other two Spider-Mans in it. You know, because Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are supposed to be returning as their Spider-Mans, Spider-Men, in this movie. Because it's supposed to be a whole Spider-Verse movie. So, um, and again, like, that's all, like, I don't even know if that's true or not. Like, that might just be leaks that people have just taken as fact at this point. I don't know if it's true or not. But I hope it be, you know, I hope it's true. And I hope it... Like, I just, I want the movie to come out because I can't keep speculating about it. Um, I'm going to move on to Morbius. Um, I'm excited for this movie. I'll start with that. I think this movie is going to be great. Um, It looks scary, which is sick because I really like scary superhero movies. Um... The original Blade was sick. Uh, not so much for the scare, but just, you know, where it, it you know, just just because. But I think when they, when superhero movies lean into other genres, they do really well. Um, a good example of this is Thor Ragnarok. Uh, they definitely leaned into the comedy. The MCU as a whole is definitely, you know, more humorous. But Thor Ragnarok took it a step further. Um, director Taika Waititi and, you know, Chris Hemsworth definitely. I think there was a comment somewhere where they said, like, 80% of the script was all improvised. Like, they had, like, an outline, but then they just improvised most of the stuff they said. Which I think worked perfectly because the movie is hilarious. Um, Eternals definitely shook it up a little bit. Um, I just saw Eternals last Friday, um, and it was it was good. It's not worth the hate that it's getting. I thought it was really good. It definitely, you know, changed up what we were. You know, there's very little humor in it. Actually, that's not true. It's very funny. Um, I don't know why I said that. It's very funny, but. Uh, the humor doesn't distract from, like, the message it's trying to send and the story that it's trying to tell. The Celestials are terrifying, and it's awesome. And they leaned into that, where it's like, they leaned into, you know... Uh, I don't know, this movie made me feel like the coming Doom was legit. None of the other, like, Marvel movies, I never really felt like there was, like actual consequences to them but like this movie i felt like any of the like main cast eternals could have died because you know there was just so there's so many of them and we've never we haven't really gotten used to any of them yet so like this would be a perfect time and the threats were very real so it was great um i think i think the chances they took worked um, audience reactions. People like it, but the critics are like, ah, it's gross. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen with Mo- Mo- Morbius. I think the audience is going to love it 
because you know it's one of the one of he's one of a uh, you know Spider-Man villains, one of the mainstream ones that people have been begging for for a while. He's a living zombie, which or living vampire, which um, would lead directly into Blade, and that is a part of something else. Cover in a in a second. But I think, like, they have the potential with this movie to make it huge. And it looks like an origin movie, but I feel like that origin is going to be very quick. I feel like that's going to happen very early on in the movie. Um, think, like... I don't know. Um, I don't know. They haven't really done... Like, most origin movies take, like, half the movie. But, like, there was, there was one... I guess, like, Spider-Man Homecoming would be a good example. Like, they, like the first, like, f- ten minutes of the movie is, like, just him going through, like, his school day. And then, boom, he's in a superhero suit. He's doing Spider-Man stuff. Um, I think that's what's going to happen in this movie. Where it's, like, there's going to be, like, the basic background for, like, 20 minutes. And then, you know... But the hit the twenty to thirty minute mark. That's when he gets his powers, and then the rest of the movie will be him, just being Morbius. Um, I could be co- totally wrong, but I hope that's what happens because I think people are done with origin movies. Um, the Snyderverse definitely tried to change it up. Um, they they jumped they jumped the gun on like all of the origins, and tried to like they made the Superman movie. Then they made Batman v Superman. Then they made Justice League, and I, I think it worked. I personally loved those movies. Um, I loved the I loved the idea that they were trying to go for, where it's like we don't need to tell every single origin story. Just you know, make their character make sense, and then fill in the blanks later, you know. Like, any good mystery movie, the the details are there, but you don't have to point them out directly. You know, when there's a little blood stain on the ground, like, you just kind of show it. You don't have to explain it away. Like, oh, that's where they are because of this and this and this. You know, that just gets boring. Um, you know, and that's kind of what Origins movies are. It's like, oh, this is how he became, you know, the famous hero that we all know. I think we should. I think we're getting to the point where, like, they either have to change up the origin stories, or just stop doing them and just make a movie where they already are, you know, and then allude back to it. Be like, oh, that's what happened when you know when I got these powers. And I hope they do that. Um, and so that kind of brings me into uh, my next topic: the Spider Verse. Um, the Sony Spider-Man verse, uh, was recently announced. They're calling it the SSU, obviously. Um, and it's supposed to be a shared universe between the MCU and Sony's, like, original universe. Um, the movies that are included in that are Venom, Venom 2, um, I assume, I think the new Morbius movie... And probably um, future Spider-Man installments. Because, like I said before, Tom Holland's contract is ending at Marvel. They haven't re-signed him yet. 
Um, and I think what they're going to do, what they're setting up, um, if anybody missed it, this is a, a minor spoiler, skip ahead maybe like two minutes. Um, basically what happened at the end of Venom Let There Be Carnage, um, in an end credit scene, he travels from one universe to another and on the TV is the news that Spider that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. It's the stuff that was was being shown at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. You know, when he's outed as Peter Parker. Um, there's like a news report saying that. And Venom knows who Spider-Man is, basically. And, and it, 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 it basically, like, splinters those... It, it, it pairs those two universes. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to take... You know, maybe at the end of No Way Home, Venom will, you know, steal Spider-Man and travel back to the to the Sony universe. That way, they can keep making Spider-Man movies, but now it's under the Sony domain. And they could just travel back and forth between this, the two universes at, at will. Um, I feel like that's a lot more plausible because, you know, the MCU has been leading towards the multiverse with the, stu- with the events of Loki and... Um, what if, you know, the two, you know, those two new, um, Disney plus series, um, definitely huge potential. And it's smart because it's money for everybody. Like it's just smart and people will go see it. I'll go see it. And, um, it's going to be sick. I hope it, I hope what I'm thinking is going to happen actually happens because, I'd be so down for that. Um, I'm going to cover this last movie. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, Just a quick little... It's been on my eye. Um, You know, it was one of those pre-pandemic movies that was in production that, like, kind of got shelved. Um... That because nobody really, you know, nobody wanted to go to the movies um, during the whole pandemic. But it's being advertised now. It's supposed to come out in a couple weeks. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Let me get this pulled up. Um, yeah, it's actually supposed to release like next week, next weekend. Um, two weekends, not the coming weekend. Two weekends from here, the nineteenth, November nineteenth. Um, it looks sick. It's supposed to be like the third movie within the the universe. I guess they're they're just kind of ignoring the 2016 version, which I think uh, is a good idea because the 2016 version flopped. And I mean, it wasn't a very enjoyable movie. I watched it a couple times, and I I didn't enjoy it very much. Um, I think I understood the message that they were trying to tell in it you know it wasn't for me um but i think this new one uh it's going to be honoring the the history that it it has set up with the the original two movies so that's ghostbusters and then ghostbusters 2 um it'll be set in like that universe where uh it's now going to be a story told about like those ghostbusters like kids um and the original ghostbusters will have some sort of role to play in the movie they're definitely it definitely is gonna um honor the past i think which i'm i'm very glad they will because you know 
as we all saw with like Star Wars, it, that just didn't work. Where you know, if you try, if you take the title, like imagine like taking Call of Duty and you know making Roblox or something, Minecraft. It's like you're, you're taking what they've built over the last century, last decade, and just said, nope, just kidding. We're completely different now. That's what Star Wars did with the sequels. They were just like, we don't care about anything that, that came before. Um, we're just going to make our own story and kill off all of them, all of the old characters, you know, one by one without them having any good reunion. Um, I don't think Ghostbusters is going to do that. I think we're going to have a very, you know, heartfelt connection with this movie. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm going to wrap it up there for today, guys. Um, I think this went really well. I'm happy with how it felt. Uh, it's a lot smoother than the other day, I think. Uh, I hope you guys agree. Um, definitely a little bit more stuttering, or a, a bit of stuttering here and there, but uh, that's just my nerves and stuff. But uh, I'm going to try and get some guest speakers on here. Uh, hopefully have a bit of a conversation back and forth here. And, uh, uh, you know, I enjoy talking to you guys. Even if it's just me talking to one to a microphone, I know people enjoy listening. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I have to say for you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, hit the sticks. Um, tune in next time. Uh, I have no idea what I'm going to be covering next time, and I don't even know if I'll be alone next time. But I hope you tune in, and I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Thanks, guys.